0: This is an excerpt from The Haunted Man and the Ghost's Bargain, written by Charles Dickens. It's part of an anthology of his called Christmas Books. Everybody said he looked like a haunted man. His dwelling was so solitary and vault-like. It was so lowering and old, so crazy, yet so strong, with its worm-eaten beams of wood in the ceiling and its sturdy floor shelving downward to the great oak chimney-piece. You should have seen him in his dwelling when twilight released the shadows, prisoned up all day, that now closed in and gathered like mustering swarms of ghosts. When they stood hovering in corners of rooms, and frowned out from behind half-open doors in the dead winter time. When he sat, gazing at the fire, when, as it rose and fell, the shadows went and came, when he took no heed of them with his bodily eyes, but let them come or let them go, looked fixedly at the fire. You should have seen him then. A knock came at his door. As he was sitting so, and roused him, Who's that? said he. Come in. Surely there had been no figure leaning on the back of his chair, no face looking over it. It is certain that no gliding footsteps touched the floor as he lifted up his head with a start and spoke. And yet something had passed darkly and gone. i'm humbly fearful sir said a fresh colored busy man holding the door open with his foot for the admission of himself and a wooden tray he carried but mrs williams has been taken off her legs so often (laughs) by the wind i i have heard it rising by the wind sir. it's a mercy she got home at all he had by this time put down the tray for dinner and was employed in lighting the lamp and spreading a cloth on the table. Mrs. Williams is subject at any time, sir, to be taken off her balance by the elements. She's not formed superior to that. No, returned Mr. Redlaw good naturedly, though abruptly, just as Mrs. Williams entered the room. Like Mr. William, she was a simple, innocent looking person, in whose cheeks the cheerful red of her husband's official waistcoat was very pleasantly repeated. Here's Mrs. William, sir. He looks lonelier than ever tonight, he whispers to his wife, and ghostlier altogether. Without any show of hurry or noise, Mrs. William set the dishes she had brought upon the table. Come away, my dear. Mr. Redlaw won't settle to his dinner otherwise till it's cold as the winter. We wish you a good night and a merry stay, said Mr. Redlaw as he took his place at the table. The room grew darker and colder and the gloom and shadow gathering behind the chair was heavier. We mustn't keep you from your dinner, sir, said Mrs. William and nudged her husband outside. As the gloom and shadow thickened behind him, in that place where it had been gathering so darkly, it took, by slow degrees, by some unreal, unsubstantial process not to be traced by any human sense, an awful likeness of Mr. Redlaw himself. As he leaned his elbow upon the arm of his chair, it... "'Leaned upon the chair back close above him "'with its appalling copy of his face "'looking where his face looked "'and bearing the expression his face bore. "'This was the dread companion of the haunted man. "'At length he spoke without moving or lifting his face. "'Here again,' he said. "'Here again,' replied the phantom. "'I see you in the fire.' said the haunted man, I hear you in music, in the wind, in the dead stillness of the night. The phantom moved its head, assenting. Why do you come to haunt me thus? I come as I am called, replied the ghost. No, unbidden, the unbidden be it, said the c- spectre. It is enough. I am here. But now the haunted man turned suddenly and stared upon the ghost. The ghost, as sudden in its motion, passed to before the chair and stared on him. The living man and the animated image of himself dead might so have looked the one upon the other. An awful survey in a lonely and remote part of an empty old pile of building on a winter night with the loud wind going by upon its journey of mystery and the stars in unimaginable millions glittering through it from eternal space, where the world's bulk is as a grain and its hoary age is infancy.